This is Hollywood Behind Closed Doors with Frank McKay on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Frank McKay here with a, uh, a special lady and uh, one of, uh, of a special um, type of person that, uh, that we're just not seeing all that many of. And uh, she is a Holocaust survivor. Zelda Polovsky oh. is our very special guest, and she is uh, part, and she just actually uh, came around to reading a book that she's in um, uh, that was written over 40 years ago called The Hidden Children, and uh, just uh, in an absolutely uh, uh, chilling experience that she had. You'll be able to see her in person this Sunday, the, uh, the 23rd. Okay. And, and uh, the 23rd at the Little Synagogue that could in Cinema Riches. And without further ado, my honor to uh, introduce a, a, a very tough lady. Uh, you, you wouldn't know it by looking at her, but she's a very tough lady uh, and thrilled to have Zelda Polovsky here with us. Zelda, how are you? Okay. Okay. I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that we were going back and forth with the new technology. You have a watch and and the phone, but uh, the the fact that you're here uh, and you've survived to talk to us and and tell us a little bit about this history from somebody who was a participant in history um, is just a, a a miracle. Can you give us a little bit of your story? And if you don't mind, start from the beginning. Where were you born and where were you raised? I was raised. In Droysk, it is about, you can check how far it is from Vilna. I know it is like from Long Island to New York. But in those days, it was uh, very, very far. Um, it was, the, the people in Droysk were about 550 people and they were all Jewish people. There was a, a man and a woman who um, helped us uh, on Shabbat about the ovens and stuff like that. Um, so we were supposed to go to, they told us when they came to us in 41, uh, you see, my passport says Poland, yeah. but I know that it was Lithuania at one time. If you will check, Poland was annexed to, uh, I mean, uh, Lithuania was annexed to Poland uh, many uh, centuries ago or through um, war and, and marriages I don't know exactly, but you can check that out. Yeah, just uh, it, amazing um, that, again, uh, it, you, we have these stories to tell, and it's it's uh, within your lifetime that, that these kind of atrocities uh, happened. Uh, how soon or how early in your life did you understand what was happening? I was uh, in 41 when Hitler attacks Russia, and takes in my town. It is uh, in, in 41, it was, I think it was, uh, it, it, it was warm. Uh, so he must have come in the spring or the summer. And uh, 
he let us stay in our town a certain amount of time um, till the fall. I remember the fall. Um, I was eight years old. So what I'm telling you now, it's from an eight-year-old eyes. But uh, you learn very fast when your life is in danger. Yeah, well, listen, I, I could I can only imagine. Let me remind folks that are just turning on their radios a little late. Zelda Polovsky is our uh, is our very special guest. She's one of the hidden children, Holocaust survivors, and uh, and it's just an honor to have her. Uh, Zelda, the uh, the hidden children. Uh, what what is it referring to? How many children were there? That I think it's uh, Howard. Is a Greenfield. That uh, that wrote about that? Howard Howard Greenfield has died recently, and uh, he uh, interviewed me and he made a tape, and unfortunately, I put the tape in a machine, and it's uh, I am t- trying to get it because at that point it was forty years ago, so I uh, but. Um, I can see myself back in Droysk when I speak to you. Uh, And uh, I don't know if I gave him much more information, but um, I remember very clearly. What does the hidden hidden part uh, refer to? Uh, These were people that helped you that that hid the children from uh, from the concentration camps or from the Nazis. Who would have brought you there? No, no, no. Um, th- th- my hidden children's group. Yes. My, ch- it, it, they were all kinds. There were um, some of them survived much lighter than um, easier than I did, uh, because he writes in the. Uh, uh, um, Greenfield writes in his uh, report uh, when he when um, they reviewed into in the, the review of the book. Yeah, um, he writes about me. Yes. Well, let me let me ask you what what do you remember? Uh, and and again, at eight years old, you you like you said, you remember things very vividly. Once uh, once you realize your life is at stake. But what what is your story? How did you how did you survive? Okay, uh, we were supposed to go to Vilna. Um, we were told that we are going to Vilna, and uh, my father felt uh, that Vilna will never be able to go back to the villages that you knew that might help us survive. Because we started hearing what's happening to some of the ghettos. So it was maybe 150 kilometers from us. I I don't know, I tried to find out. 
but uh, you can check Troisk. You will not find Troisk on the map, but you will find uh, Breslev. B R E S Bres B R E S Bres L E V. You will find that because I found that on the map. So what we did, we were seven kilometers from Breslev. So we smuggled ourselves out from Droysk to go to Breslev because we had cousins there. And, uh, uh, and th- we stayed in Breslev the ghetto was, um, I don't remember exactly how long, but enough time for the man to find a, um, a hiding place <clears throat> in the ghetto itself. We prepared a hiding place in the ghetto and uh, so after a few months, and as I said, it must have been maybe a year we lived in the ghetto, maybe less, they killed the ghetto. They started the killing of the ghetto from the outside. We were in the center. And I had we were uh, surrounded, the ghetto was surrounded by a lake on my side. And I had a, a, an appendix attack. Oh, boy. And they froze it. And I had to lay down. Um, as an eight-year-old, I had to stay in bed uh, for a certain amount of days. So as I came out, very early in the morning, I came out to uh, the uh, the edge of the uh, uh, the water, and I saw uh, people with guns. Maybe the Nazis. Maybe they hired uh, other uh, villagers from our uh, town, and uh, and we could. So I went and I woke up my mother and she came out and looked at it. And so she woke up my father and said, something is happening. And at that point we started hearing shots and they were coming in from the, um, around, they surrounded the ghetto. So the, uh, so uh, we, had enough time to get into the hiding place. Mm, amazing. And there we must have stayed about five days. And uh, the, the, the hiding place was in a building that stood on um, stones and concrete. It wasn't a basement but you couldn't see that um, from the outside. But inside, 
we we they took out one of the stones and they dug and that's how they made the hiding place Zelda, keep your thought. Frank McKay here with Zelda Polofsky, and we're going to take a quick break. Uh, she uh, is a Holocaust survivor, one of the hidden children that Howard Greenfeld wrote about in his uh, in his, his great book, The Hidden Children, and uh, just just amazing. And you could see Zelda live at the little synagogue that could. Uh, in Santa Riches, Santa Mariches, uh, New York, and she'll be there this Sunday, the 23rd, and we urge everyone to uh, to go down and, and see her at the uh, the Jewish Center of Santa Mariches. Frank McKay signing off just for now. We'll be back with more with Zelda Polovsky. I'd like to welcome everyone back. Frank McKay here with Holocaust survivor Zelda Polovsky, and what a life she has led and uh, and. and She's giving us a glimpse into history, a very dark history of uh, society, and uh, she is one of the hidden children that Howard Greenfeld uh, Greenfield uh, wrote about in his book, The Hidden Children. Uh, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, welcome back, Zelda. Okay. Uh, you you were saying that you you found a, a hiding spot, and uh, before the break, you had told us that you're. You had woken your mother, and your mother had gotten your father, and uh, and that you hid not in a basement, but in a uh, in a, a I guess a, a floor level or a ground level uh, place that was made of stone and and brick, uh, and uh, you you had heard shots. Uh, where where can you continue from here, if you could? Okay, as an eight-year-old, I was very curious. I was a very curious child, and I looked between the uh, the stones. There was well, a certain you know you you couldn't you, you could see, and I saw people being shot and jumping into the water. I always see it in front of me. And children. Uh, And we stayed there for about, I don't know, five days. But the the uh, the ghetto itself was empty. The um, the Nazis or whoever was uh, doing the dirty work uh, didn't come in into the ghetto. They must have uh, stayed around uh, that they, they were looking because. Uh, we were able to bring in food into the uh, the men would go out and 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 bring in food from the uh, the homes that were emptied and uh, one woman was very it, it was very uncomfortable because some people saw us running they figured we must have a hiding place so they went, they went uh, also in, running after us. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that as uh, we got in, my father pulled out the stone, and as we got in, 
into the hiding place, there must have been a man that recognized my father and he was standing up on the, one of the uh, buildings uh, shooting down. He didn't mind shooting uh, the other people. That must have been a villager that knew my father because my father was a businessman and he knew all the people and the people knew him. And he said, Michael, he was showing Michael, to, uh, my father, uh, Michael, uh, go to the right or he'll shoot to the left. I don't remember exactly what my father told me. And, uh, and he saw us going into the hiding place and he didn't give us away. You see? Wow. wow. Uh, uh, and uh, we stayed there. Uh, several uh, several days, and the uh, the the shooting stopped, the killing stopped, and uh, and there were proclamations saying uh, because the, my father and some of the uh, men that uh, arranged the hiding place went out to to uh, get food, as I said, and so they saw the proclamation saying, we know that some of you survived in hidings, and now you'll come out and you'll work and you'll be safe. But uh, we didn't uh, believe them at this point. Uh, wow. So one of the women took a pillow and she brought into the hiding place. They must have seen, because in those days, every all the sheets and pillowcases were uh, white. So they must have seen a, pill, a, a white thing going into the hiding place. So in the morning, they surrounded the, um, the, the, the building where we were, and they said, if you don't come out, and they put in, they'll, they'll, they'll shoot right into our group. So naturally, we went, came out. What I didn't uh, tell you is one of the uh, men who had they came in with children and it was a cousin of ours and uh, during the uh, killing i don't usually tell this to children but uh, he kept on crying he must have been uh, several uh, uh, i think he was like 15 months old and nobody could quiet him down no matter what we did and, and and several people came over to 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 choke him. Anyway, the father said, "I can't sacrifice. I, I can't sacrifice all those people in the hiding place." So he killed his own child. But he had another child 
and 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 when we were when we found when we were found we uh, they took us to a building it was a uh, must have been a uh, a building where people lived and they found another about 60 people in uh, they found in hiding places and there we uh, stayed a very short time somehow my father must have had somebody who was watching the uh, doors of that building he must have known him um, because somehow he got us out and unfortunately, uh, the rest of the people who were hiding in in, in that place, they they they, um, they wanted to go with us, but we couldn't take them. I mean, not it's, it's not uh, about sixty people, but we took our uh, cousins. And there were about 10 people. It's I, my sister, and my parents, and um, and uh, our cousin, um, um, it, 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 and they were two, um, and with two children. Now, they had a small child and Shaul, who was an older child, he was my age. He was three months younger than me. So the sisters, Hannah, uh, she's exchanged for, she left her little baby with her sister in the ghetto and uh, in, that, in that building and she took uh, Shaul um, and uh, we, my father got us out. Now, I am very proud of my father because in such a time, he was able to get uh, four of us and six other people out. They, they were four, our cousins. So we asked the man who took us, who uh, killed his child, to go with us. And uh, at this point, we were sure they are not going to uh, keep us too long. And the Germans or the uh, villagers are going to kill us. So um, it was very early in the morning. But the father of uh, that child, he said, I don't deserve to live. And he wouldn't go with us. Oh my God. Zelda, so Zelda yeah. keep your thought. Uh, uh, Zelda Polovsky is our very special guest. And you could see her on Sunday the 23rd 
in person at the little synagogue that could. That's the nickname given to the Jewish Center of Cinema Riches. And uh, you can see Zelda there uh, tell this heartbreaking tale. She's one of the hidden children that uh, Howard Greenfeld wrote about uh, in his book, his great book, Frank McKay, signing off. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.